You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Geeky ladies, this episode is less Elisa. She's not here. It's just going to be me, Vicki Stokes, and Suze Gilbert. Hi, Suze. Hey, Vicki. How are you doing? Yeah, I know yeah. Uh, Lisa's got uh, a lot on her plate right now, so she's taking the week off, and we're we're glad to um, to let her have it and and get what she needs done. Yeah, she controls this whole thing. We had a rough time just getting started. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> she, she's the organizer, um, and we really appreciate you, Lisa. Um, so what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about, I'm going to try to talk about the, my experience with iOS 11. Um, unfortunately, I only have the iPhone, and uh, Hi Sierra. Um, and uh, Suze? I'm going to talk about the new app um, for the iPad. It's a fabulous uh, photo editing app called Affinity Photo. It's by Serif. They have had a desktop version for quite some time. And our own MyMax, um, Danny um, Yankelo, told me about this because he said it was a great Photoshop replacement as far as the desktop was concerned. And they did come out with it recently for the iPad. So I'll be talking about Affinity Photo. Yeah. And my new AirPods that I just received after six weeks of after ordering them. Oh, I, I want to hear about that. <laughs> so let me let me quickly get done with my stuff. It shouldn't take very long. <laughs> um, iOS 11. Um, since I only have the iPhone, only thing that I can talk about is uh, uh, the files that you can actually access files from apps to your iOS devices, iCloud, Dropbox, just about any application on your phone, which is way cool in my opinion. Um and I imagine on the iPad, it's going to be even better because you have different apps that, that you can really see full-blown and full full screen. Uh, my biggest pet peeve with the iOS environment was, and mainly the iPad, was that I want to be able to access my files. I want to be able to save it on my iPhone or save it onto my computer or save it in like save my files and access them from wherever I'm using it. Um iCloud is very convenient because if I save something that I uh, uh, directly on my Mac, that's um, like your documents or folder, or you could put any folder into the cloud, you can access it from any of your iOS devices. However, from the iPhone, you weren't able to actually open, create, and save it wherever you wanted to save it. Um, yeah, only through iCloud. Now you can do it through any app, and that is a major step forward uh, with the tablet. And I don't know, maybe I'll buy one eventually. <laughs> I can't believe you don't have an iPad. I can't believe it. I can't I live just without can't. my iPad. I have so much serious work to do that I don't have time to play around with where my files are. Yeah. I'm writing a paper. I can't be dealing, can't deal. I wouldn't write it on, on my iPhone, but an iPad, I probably would. Um, and I just had so many issues with it that I just... I want I want simplicity. I want to be able to access my stuff the way I want to access it. And on the Mac, it's the only way that I can conveniently do that. Uh, that's changing. And the other thing that I was able to note is that um, the new dock 
Um, I don't like the background on this, like this clear gray background. But the, what's cool about it is now you can access it. You, you, you have that dock below on each one of your screens. So you got multiple screens with um, apps on it. I only have one, um, but I know there are some people that got three, four. And right below, you can also access whatever you have on your dock. So that's really convenient. Um, and it also... Uh, when you're in an app, it'll suggest apps that you recently opened, which is really way cool. Um, uh, the 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 feature about being able to app, access different apps that were recently opened is sort of like you know when you screen, you swipe down and then you you, you get this series suggested stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much way the way it works. It looks pretty much like that, uh, except it's just. Uh, uh, down below at the end of the the, the dock, um, and here Sirius thinks I'm talking about her, and she just <laughs> have you ever noticed when you say iPhone. serious like oh seriously, yeah. then all of a sudden Siri on my you know uh, watch my my phone my iPad it's like okay I guess you can't say the word seriously. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Um, so the lastly, uh, Mac Hi Sierra. Um, I, other than the, other than those two features, I couldn't do anything else on iOS 11 because I don't have the iPad. But on Mac High Hi Sierra, a lot of their stuff is just refinements to apps, you know. And yeah. it's not. It's not. Uh, I don't know if you can really call it an update, you know. Um, but um, it's a lot of things under underneath uh, that's different. So this is my experience with my Retina 15 inch, you know, uh, mid 2014 Mac. Um, they got the new Apple file system, which replaces the HFS. It's the uh, APFS uh, file system. And supposedly it has enhanced performance, security, reliability. I didn't run any performance tests. Uh, but I did notice that uh, copying files and directly uh, and directories were really fast. Um, and then I also noticed that... Um, um, significantly fast. I'm telling you, it, it, that's one thing that I did notice. Because uh, I, I move around a bunch of different files between my, um, um, you know, when I finish a class, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll, I will um, just tar, uh, archive um, the file, the directory, and then I'll move it over to Dropbox. That happened really fast. And I had like, at least half a gigabyte of files. That's pretty fast. I mean, it was just like, before it'll take a little while, maybe 30 seconds, and I think maybe it was maybe 10 seconds or less. Yeah. I, I mean, I noticed that. So, and another thing I noticed that uh, the mounting of my uh, Drobo uh, NAS files, file shares, mm-hmm. uh, it mounted so I could actually access it from my computer. Um, it was much faster. It, when I boot up my computer, it tries to mount, or I wake the computer up, it tries to mount the file systems. Sometimes I would uh, would have to wait um, and quit out of Dropbox. So Dropbox is looking for that file share that it needs to mount and then start backing up or syncing to. And um, it will just say, I can't find a link. Well, those things mounted so fast that that doesn't happen anymore. So it, it's definitely faster um uh what else uh they got some 
Oh, you know, they now it's, uh, they updated um, the video uh, coding for uh, 4K video. We're, we're aware of that. There's no way I could test that. Um, um, the new MacBook Pros and iMacs will be enhanced to take advantage of those things, I'm sure. Um, and then there were some app refresh refinements. There was the photos, which has the new sidebar. It, it sort of resembles Finder. Mm-hmm. Um, it has that new edit view with new tools for photo coloring and contrast editing. Um, uh, and live photo editing with special effects as possible. I had no live photos to test uh, this with. Um, but after I, we, I tried to create some uh, and syncing it and... I was not able to sync it to my Mac. Hmm. I, I just didn't put my, you know, iPhone over um, to my Mac, and I said it wasn't worth the effort since I didn't care to see the photo. Fo- I don't really use the photo app anyway. But and it could be just that. Hey, this is my experience. Is I'm using a beta version of this, so well, that's true. All of this is in, yeah. Um, and then maybe I just didn't know what, how to do it, but I was following the instructions for on. To someone they provided um, on how to do it, uh, and it just didn't work for me. Um, you can now use external editors with the photo. Now that uh, for, for the photo apps, and that's a really, really humongous plus. Uh, you're able to launch it from photos. Um, I mean, it allows you to launch uh, those those uh, different apps from the photos app, and it allows you to save and edit it. Is it an, ex- is it an extension, to- or is just it just allows you to launch from the photo. So when how do you do that, Vicky? So you go into you know, file. You, you you know like you select the you you go in. No, you actually actually select the file yeah. in photo. And let me try it. And then you oops, come on. What's it doing? And then you are able to um. Gosh, what is you? I. I I did this and I didn't write. Oh. Well, that's okay. Because, you know, I the don't only thing that I was it. hoping, and it doesn't sound, well, you know, I, I don't mind using, you know, photos because, you know, the, it, your iCloud photos are all stored there, which is great. You know, you've got your full version there. That's great. Um, not your optim, you know, you, you've got your, um, I usually just have the optimized versions of thumbnails on mm-hmm. my iPhone to save space. But the only thing that bothers me with Apple, and I think I've mentioned this before, because I know when iOS 11 comes out in September, they still, the, oh, let me, let me enter. Oh, go ahead. You. It's a, there's an edit with. Oh, edit uh, with. Option. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's when you, when you can open up like Pixelmator or whatever. At, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, you um, the way I normally do is I, I click on it on the picture, yeah. you know, and you get that menu, and then you got the edit with down there as well as you can share it uh, with uh, other uh, apps, and you can add it to you know you can share it with Facebook and all those things, yeah. And you can add it. Then right below it is to edit with, and you can edit with preview or whatever apps that you that are. Capable of, of uh, reading those files. Okay. So, okay, back, back to what you were saying. No, I was, I was saying that because, you know, in the old photos, um, you you know how in, in photos for the desktop that you're able to order a calendar or uh, a card or um, a photo book. And I do like Apple's photo books. I know Blurb has their own and, you know, Shutterfly and, you know, there's a whole bunch of them. But it's just so convenient when you're 
on your eye, you know, in photos with all your iCloud, fo- iCloud photos to make a book. And I do that frequently. And I also make a calendar for my husband every year, you know, of our travels and everything. The, the old photos app on the, on iOS allowed you to do that. And now they took that away. And so I was mm-hmm. hoping with the new iOS 11 that came out, uh, that would be coming out in September would do that. But my son has downloaded the beta for that. Cause he's a, you know, a software designer and he, he said mm-hmm. he didn't see it. And I thought, you know, why don't they integrate that? Because I thought the whole spiel with Apple, with iOS and OS, was to make it so as if when you walk in the house, you know, iCloud updates with everything, all your devices are this one fluid uh, entity, you know. So mm-hmm. why would you not be able to, like, make a photo book or a calendar using your iOS photos on your iPad. You know, it just doesn't make sense how you just can't you say, okay, I'm going to design a book because you can do it with other apps. You can do it with Mosaic, yeah. can, well, the Blurb app. There's well, so many, you mm-hmm. know, Shutterfly. Why won't Apple do this? I just think that's a, you know, it's it's odd. That's why they took it away and now they won't bring it back, especially where they're trying yeah. to make it so fluid, you know, between OS and iOS. Just, just yeah. a thought there. Well, yeah, I don't know. They do now. Uh, you 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 mentioned the external extensions. Yes, you are able to add the external extensions. I didn't test that. Oh, okay, that. good. Yeah. Um, and also, you, you know, I told you you can click on a picture. Double, you know, double click with your, well, click with your finger. You know, select the select the picture, yeah. and then that menu will pop up, and then you have to edit. Well, it's also in the image menu above too. So you go to image, and then there's edit with also. Yeah, I didn't uh, test the, uh, the extensions because I don't have any external extensions. I don't edit photos. And, you know, I, 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 if I do, I edit them on my iPhone. Because um, well, that's well, where I took them. For me, for OS, them. it's not so much. I mean, I have Pixelator um, on my desktop. And, of course, I have Photoshop and I have, you know, like ArtRage, some of that. I don't have Affinity Photo for the desktop I have it on my iPad mm-hmm. because with Photoshop why well, have two um, two software programs that do ex- almost identical same, same yeah. thing exactly. so yeah. for me you know that's uh, extensions aren't so much of an issue as they are on the f- on the iPad because I find that I use photo extensions a lot because the when you go into your photos library uh, in iOS you know your edits are so limited with Apple. I mean, basically, you can you know they have a few filters. You can crop it. Yeah. You can <clears throat> excuse me. You can do an enhance with the color or um, yeah. the light. Switch it right. around. But you know, for me, <laughs> I mean, you know, rotate the picture. Snapseed. That's about it's it. It's always going to be Snapseed yeah. first because I absolutely love Snapseed. Yeah. But um, the, of course, what I like about Snapseed is easy to use. Some oh. of these things are just so complicated. Complicated that I just said, forget it. The picture looks fine. I knew Snapseed from the get go, and I, you know, how nervous I was when Google bought it. What bought Nick software? I thought, oh, here we go. Mm -hmm. You know, Snapseed's going to be forgotten about, but uh, they haven't. And what I like about it is they do keep it updated, which I'm very pleased. Thank you, Google. And secondly, Mm -hmm. is that they keep adding um, some really strong features, like you know, text. Um, they add some more filter options. I really enjoy that. And I, I just think it's just fabulous because I love the fact that, you know, with Snapseed, if you want to do some local or even global um, edits, is that basically you do the selective uh, um, 
you know, the, the selection, and then you just tap, you know, whatever you want on your photo. If you have a dark background that you want to make lighter or vice versa, you just tap the plus button and you spread your fingers and there's your mask. It automatically masks everything in that area that you're going that you're going to be um, selecting, that you're going to be changing mm-hmm. the brightness, contrast, saturation, ambience, whatever you want. So it's brilliant. And, you know, they it's called their, I think they called Nick Software when they developed that, called it their U-Point technology. So some yeah. of the plugins they had, like uh, Silver Effects Pro I've used from the get-go, um, Define, they've had, you know, uh, so many wonderful plugins, you know, that I use that, um, I'm, you know, I'm really happy that Google has kept that technology because it does make it very easy. For someone that, like you, that maybe, you know, just wants to enhance a part of their photograph, but they, they don't mm-hmm. want to have a Photoshop, but they don't want to have the complexity of the more yep. robust app like Affinity, which I'll be talking about, which is a very powerful mm-hmm. app. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and finally, they have some uh, app refinements. And my favorite was the Safari Read a Reader, where you can open articles uh, in um, a clean, uncolored format. It blocks automatically blocking the ads uh, and media from automatically oh, st- uh, playing. So what happens? <laughs> way it works, it pops up. You go to a, say you're in Facebook, and you click over it, or any, go to any website, it will pop up. As a text, uh, um, in a text format, you still have the links and all other stuff, but no ads, absolutely no ads. And if you want to get out of that, all you do is click on to the side where it, where where it pops up up, and then there's white screens on the back. So so it looks like almost three D ish. It pops up, and you can click on the sides and go back to the way it normally looks. And you have the options of going to, um, if you click on the Safari menu, yeah. There's a settings for this website, so you can turn it on or off or do whatever you want to do. Uh, 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 like you can click, you have the option of using Reader when it's available, and it allows you to enable or disable the content blockers. And you can set auto, um, um, uh, to auto pay, uh, or and um, if you can use. Um, if you need to ask or you, you can automatically use your camera, all these things that, you know, it's very specific to a website. Uh, so if a website is doing something really wonky that you don't like, you can just, you know, turn those features off. It also has the page zoom. That's what I'm talking about when it pops up with a page zoom. You can set how much you want, 100 percent or eight um Fifty percent, or all the way up to three hundred percent, where it zooms up, uh, and you can actually see. It's cool. I I didn't understand it when I first started using it. I went to a web page and said, "What's going on?" I thought it was that particular website, and then I went to another one and said, oh, "This is crazy." And I, I was irritated. I said, "Turn this off," <laughs> and then I started looking. I said, "Oh, it goes away if I click here," and then. You know, because I couldn't find anybody who had tested this. So I was just like fumbling around. But that's but and that's terrific, though, for people that have vision problems that you can zoom that. Oh, yeah. That's terrific. Yeah. It's an assessment. Yeah. But, uh, and, and another thing is that I did my, okay, what would Apple normally do? What's a logical thing for it to do? And that's how I figured it out. I need, they need to go back to that. Some of their apps... Don't work like that, know. you know. But this is like it makes sense. Okay, there like, should be a setting for this if there if if it does this when it goes to the website, and there is, and then to get out of it, you you know, click to the side, and there it goes back, you know, and then you can um, if you go back out of that website and come back, it will pop up again. 
unless you turn it off completely. Um, I just find it just like so much better. You don't see all those ads over to the side. You can't accidentally click on them and end up being part of that clickbait stuff that they have. Um, it just was it's the best feature, I'm telling you. Uh, it's And it's such a simple thing, you know, when you really think about it. But it's a game changer, in my opinion, in terms of uh, browsers. All, I don't see any other browsers doing that yet. Um, no, because I'm telling you, I get so tired. You know, like, for instance, you know, if we're on this podcast or you're doing something and you we want to look up something and it automatically starts playing a video, you know, and you, oh, you mm-hmm. think, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't. Oh, you have all these distracting anything. ads. You, yeah. you can't even read the text because of all of those distracting. And then you have to scroll down and you accidentally hit the ad. And it's just like, this is crazy. It's really, <laughs> I know people, I know they make mm-hmm. some, you know, their money off these ads, but they're really an annoyance. They're very annoying when you just want to look up some information and you have four or five ads or videos on a web page, it's really irritating, you know, just maybe have one and I, it just mm-hmm. turns me off and I end up saying, you know, let me, you know, I, I end up going into some of the blockers, the ad blockers, cause I can't take it anymore. And I know there's a big brouhaha about that cause yeah. people say, well, you know, that's how, um, you know, we make some money. Well, you know, you don't have to do it obnoxiously. So, you know, one or two, yeah, but don't get greedy and have five or six on your page. That's just over the top. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be happy about the blocking. Another pet peeve I have is when you're watching a video and in the middle of the video, they have the ad. Mm. Do you, you already committed to watching this video. How about just doing it in the beginning? If I really want to watch that video, I'm going to go through that ad. Uh, or like uh, I think um, YouTube does sometimes it, after a certain period of time you're able to uh, skip the ad yeah. you know, they let, let you watch the first five ten seconds and if you if that's something for you you'll continue watching the ad um, I don't know it just I just don't like pe- people forcing me to look at their stuff you know, I know, you and you know that's what product. bothered me about you Hulu to, you don't have to get me like that you know, when, I, when I did the trial subscription yeah. for Hulu you're able to either get the cheaper subscription to Hulu, um, which for listeners that don't know about Hulu, seven ninety nine, it's like yeah, it's yeah, like a Netflix. Yeah. It's a it's a streaming app. So the thing is, a streaming service, I should say. So yeah, but then you have to watch the ads, or you can pay like twelve ninety nine, and they don't have ads. But there's a caveat because instead of it, like say for instance, if you're if you're watching something on Netflix and of course it doesn't have an ad, it's smooth. You don't know, you don't know when the commercial interruption is because it's one long smooth yep. transition, not in Hulu. It fades out and then it comes back and you think, Oh, did I miss something? Cause they actually it's slice. Like, it's almost, it's like a it's, poorly it's spliced. Like Netflix has, Netflix has a different version of it. Or something. I know it's it irritating. You're watching a TV program, uh, any TV program that never happens. You know, so I know. they must have a different version of the same thing with know. Amazon Prime. Um, you watch like, um, you know, Man in the High Castle or Bosch or any of the one, the Amazon Prime offerings. They don't do that. So that really irritated me about Hulu. That I'm thinking, okay, you're paying more. I'm paying actually more, and I, I, I have to have these weird fade-outs watching a, a, a program. Well, or, well, you know, I, so I just said, ah, the heck with it. Because the only reason I wanted I, it I, was I, to watch the final season of The Bridge, which is absolutely excellent. Uh, the Swedish virgin. Ver, well, ver, virgin. Well, the, <laughs> Not virgin. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the uh, Man in High Castle and uh, Box are, are um, 
Amazon original stuff. So yeah, that's a little different. But the TV programs, you know, that have commercials, you see it on Netflix. That doesn't happen. You know, they they there's something totally different. That some kind of licensing agreement to get is different. Mm, um, I, I know, know, but it's irritating. another thing they have on Safari. Yeah, the other thing they have on Safari is the intelligent tracking prevention, where um, it uses um, some kind of artificial intelligence to identify and track and remove tracking data mm-hmm. from advertisers so they can't uh, follow your web activity. So that's a good thing. Um, and dovetails into our issues of ads. Um, another thing is uh, mail search. Uh, gets is faster, and I did notice that. Um, and it puts the most relevant stuff at the top. I'm constantly searching my my mail to find things um, because I save every mail until I absolutely positively don't need it, and I file it away in different folders and stuff. No, I don't. Do, I, it's, I, I and now it's I like colossal. Uh, yeah, yeah. I do eventually. I go through on a regular basis, and it, and I delete stuff. But I, 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 I'm doing stuff for school, so I got all these emails that people keep sending me, and I got one for actionable stuff, something to look at later, something to just say. And then periodically, I go through and look through it. Well, when I try to search, sometimes it takes for ever to get through all that stuff. Sometimes I'm just doing a generic, okay, this lady sent me something. I don't remember her name. Her name was last name Kent, you know, and I end up picking that. They pick up all kinds of crazy stuff. Somebody named Ken, somebody named Kenneth. And I said Kent. Kent should be the first thing at the top. And now it's it's acting that way. It's a better, more intelligent search with the top hits on the top and um, the most relevant information uh, on the top of the message list. Hmm. And then there's uh, Siri, supposedly more natural. I have not noticed that. It learns your music preferences. I I don't really use Siri on my computer for that, but I, I'm going to try it. If it works, I, maybe I'll start using it more. Um, I, but I, I don't know. I don't listen to my music on my, my computer, but... Um, that's something that supposedly works well. Um, I still don't. I still am upset with them not having um, Hey Siri working. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my phone. <laughs> uh, that, then my you got Siri on the um, uh, Mac, and you still can't do that. That's sort of silly. That's a hack for it. You know, I turned yeah. it off because uh, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> so, but um, there's a hack to, to allow you to do that. Um, and supposedly she's supposed to have more natural, expressive voice. I think it sounds the same, pretty much. <laughs> okay, notes adds. Uh, oh yeah, notes has tables, and a user can um, edit, type in cells, make edits, and move rows and columns. Yes, and it's about time that you're able to do these these things. It's it's little small tables and things, um, and I. That's the one of the major reasons I kept using Excel. So um, Notes is, uh, that's a really good improvement. And I'm not going to complain because Notes is free. Excel isn't. Um, Spotlight provides, um, oh yeah, you can get flight information, departure times and arrival, all of that from Spotlight. Um, Even a map of the flight path. So that's pretty cool. Um, 
And then finally, we have iCloud file sharing. Where but you, you can, can do store. that already in, um, like, for instance, in messages. If somebody sends you, like, the link to, like, mm-hmm. your United flight, it does that. So they're yep, playing. They're yep. playing catch so up with the desktop. Basically. Catch up, yeah, you know, spotlight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I start using spotlight quite a bit. You know, I used to use um, God, what's the name of the app? Launch something, launcher, or something like that. And spotlight started getting more intelligent, and now it's just second nature. I I press the command key space, and there pop spotlight pops up, and I can do any kind of search on my computer, all kinds of stuff. Uh, and the flight thing is really cool. Um, but yeah, even in email, if you click on that on on the flight information, flight uh, ID and stuff, it will pop up, and you can see what that information. So it, all the apps are sort of trying yeah. to um, be consistent, you know. Yeah. yeah. So iCloud file sharing is a, it's the last thing I'm going to talk about. When you share files in the iCloud Drive and collaborate with other people. You know, you can share this information with other folk. Um, That's pretty cool. Um, You know, um, if you're able to share um, within apps, why can't you share iCloud itself be able? iCloud files. No, I'm sorry. iCloud Drive um, allows you to sync between devices. so uh, iCloud file sharing is now going to allow you to share files mm-hmm. that are in your drive and uh, iCloud drive and collaborate with other people. So that's going to be good for business and people working on projects. Yeah, that's it for my little truncated version <laughs> of I mean, because I, I, all of the good stuff literally is on the iPad. I know. I love yeah. my iPad. And I mean, I didn't. Oh, yeah. I, I have the yeah. nine point seven inch iPad from last year, but I'm telling you, I didn't. I don't have any reason to upgrade because it does everything I want. All I wanted was pencil, and I'm telling you, drawing and painting on the iPad is just fabulous. And I do have to say something real quickly: is that for some reason, and I'm sure it's because the nine point seven inch iPad Pro is um, no longer you know, in existence, uh, unless you, you know, are able to snap them up at a sale price. But verizonwireless.com has a sale on the um, keyboards. So Logitech Create Keyboard is half price. It's, I think it's $75 or $79. And you can buy that online through Verizon Wireless. So it's 50% off. And I purchased that originally, and it's supposed to come today, actually, and I won't open it. I'll bring it back because after, of course, I purchased it because I thought, I thought, oh, great. That's going to be great for, to bring, to travel with to, and to write, you know, because I do have a Bluetooth keyboard, but it's really a pain. The Logitech Create is supposed to use the magnets on the side of the iPad Pro to, to connect with. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is people start complaining how the keys, because they're hard keys, and there's really no protective device when you shut your iPad as they scratch the I- the surface of the iPad. And I don't use a cover on mine because I draw, like I said, I draw and paint on mine. And I, just, I just don't like having a screen protector. So I went back to Verizon Wireless and they had the smart keyboard, the Apple smart keyboard on sale for $75. And I thought, oh, wow, that's a no brainer. Maybe I'll get that. And so I purchased that. I went and picked it up. And actually, I like it. I mean, it's different 
I don't know if you've used mm -hmm. it, but it does, the keyboard itself folds in and it has like this like uh, pseudo suede, this faux suede that covers the screen. So there's no, there's no chance of it um, scratching me. However, I will say it doesn't cover the back of your iPad. So you probably have to buy a skin or, or some type of mm -hmm. clear skin for the back if you're concerned about uh, it scratching. But I found it very intuitive. So the smart keyboard connects really brilliantly, I think, to the magnets. And typing, it's kind of weird because it's almost like a cloth, not a plastic or a hard rubber. It's, it's like this fabric. But yet it has the... the uh, same shortcuts that you would use on a regular keyboard, which is really nice. So mm -hmm. I really enjoy that. And they have a little globe icon on the very lower left side of the keyboard so you can use your different keyboards, whether you use French or Emoji or whatever. So I, so far I'm liking it. I'll, I'll see about the Logitech when it comes in, but I don't like the fact that, you know, something would scratch my surface because that would be devastating. And I, I suppose I could put a screen protector, but I don't want to put a screen protector on. But yeah. that said, um, there are two things before I get into Affinity Photo. I did get a gift card from um, Apple because I had a long saga, I think I told about on numerous podcasts, with my iMac. So, But I couldn't use the gift card for like apps or phones or devices or anything. So the only thing I really could use it for was a pair of iPods. And I thought, oh, all right, I'll, so, I'll get so pre So pretty much you have to yeah. just get whatever you can get from the yeah. Apple website, yeah. apple.com. Yeah, right? yeah, but you couldn't get, I couldn't get, I can't put the gift card to a phone, to a computer, yeah. to yeah. a device. That, to, there are accessories and crap that they have on yeah, the Apple Yeah, I couldn't even use it for, website. you know, the App Store. So I said, all right, yeah. so I'll get the AirPods. Well, six weeks, people, six weeks to, to on order. And it was six weeks. I thought, well, surely it'll be early because you know how Apple is. Well, yeah, we say six weeks, but we'll have them in three. No, it was six weeks, almost Today would have been exactly six weeks. I only got them a few days ago. So they come in this really cool little charging um, uh, box. So you put your ear, your AirPods in this little box, and that charges them. So to charge the box, you charge it with a lightning cable. And so it's nice because you're not, you can bring this box with you anywhere, and you can charge your AirPods. So it's independent of, you know, the, the little box itself can be charged independently of the AirPods. The AirPods themselves are really nice. They fit snugly in my ears, never fell out. My uh, husband, when you have the Apple Watch and you answer a call, it's it's horrible, the, the echoing. But when you have the AirPods in and you answer a phone call with your watch, the sound is really clear. My husband couldn't believe it. He said it really sounds really nice. Music sounds great. Once in a while, and I'm not sure if it's the connectivity, you'll get maybe a little static, but it clears up pretty fast. The only issue I have with the AirPods is to connect to the Apple Watch. The only way that I could get it to connect, and I read about this on Google because I could not get them to pair with my Apple Watch, <clears throat> was to go into airplane mode, uh, put, your, put your Apple Watch into airplane mode for a minute, and then take it out of airplane mode and then try to connect. And how you would connect the AirPods is that if you swipe up on your Apple Watch, you get your little dock um, with your shortcuts, and they have the uh, AirPlay icon you tap on that and it'll say apple watch and it'll say your airpods and you tap on your airpods and it should connect but uh, you shouldn't have to go through that step they should pretty 
pair, I would think, flawlessly, but they don't. So I have to research that a little bit more. But if any of the list, if, if you listeners that do have AirPods and an Apple Watch, if you have any tips or tricks, if you could, you know, uh, email us or, you know, tweet us, that would be really great because that seems to be counterintuitive to have to keep putting an airplane mode to pair. So, but so well, far, so well, good. How do- How's the battery on it? Battery's excellent. Um, mm-hmm. I had the man listening pretty much in my ears yesterday listening to music while I was painting in my studio. And then last night on a phone call, and I and I still, I mean, they were at like 70, 75%. So, and I, wow. yeah, so I mean, the battery seems to be so that, very good on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they say 24 hour and you, you that's what you're experiencing. Yeah. And so what you do is when you pair, you know, of course, they pair to your phone when you first set it up. But if you want to check the battery, there's a widget, you know, on your on your home screen that you can, um, you know, put the battery uh, widget on. So when you bring it close to your phone, you open up the case and a little pop up window will tell you the battery level on your AirPods and the battery level on your case. So that's kind of nice. So you have a a visual on, um, Mm -hmm. you know, checking the battery. I just, I just one hundred and sixty dollars is a lot. Well, I didn't pay that because I had a coupon. I had a, I had a that's gift true. card. That's true. <laughs> yeah, because there's no. That's true. And you have no choice in the matter. You got to buy yeah, something. Yeah, because I had a deadline <laughs> to use the gift card, and I thought, yeah. you know, I want. I, I hate to waste this gift card. It's pretty significant. So. Yeah. I I yeah. was leery, but I will tell you something else too. When I had them, now they they're not supposed to necessarily be noise canceling. My husband has. Um, noise canceling earbuds because he travels so much and he needs them on the plane. But when I was listening to my music the other night, we were in the car and he said something to me, I couldn't hear him. And he said, you're screaming. I said, I am. (laughs) So when you have them really snug in your ears, I wouldn't say they're noise canceling, but you know, noise is diminished. I would say it's not canceled. So, yeah. So, you know, that's an expensive accessory, but thank you, Apple, um, for giving me the gift card because that was, uh, that'll be nice to actually be able to travel with. But it feels like the design's unfinished because it only goes halfway out your ear. It kind of looks silly. I feel like I should put dangly earrings on them or something. Because it just. <laughs> oh, you know, put those, put those little, um, uh, Bands you put on your ear, your, your eyeglasses to keep them. Yeah, going. it feels like it needs something, you know, glitzy. Yeah, a little glam. But um, but no, I think that, I think they are very well designed. The, the the case is well designed. I will say that because I tend to lose things, I lost a pair of Warby Parker brand new Warby Parker sunglasses when I just came back from Maine and Connecticut. Have no clue. Called every single place. Have no clue where I put them. That on Amazon, they actually have a little silicone case with a with a clip, with a clasp. And so you put this in it. It has a little opening in the bottles, uh, bottom, excuse me, so you can charge it when it's in this little silicone case. But I like the fact that I can clasp it to, like, the inside of my purse or a belt loop or something. And, you know, I won't lose it because it's just too expensive to think about. Oh, my gosh, I'd never be able to replace them. I mean, that's just too expensive to think about having to replace them. You know, so I hope I don't yeah. lose them. But so in Affinity Photo, that came out, uh, the Serif came out last year at WWDC and gave everybody a tease about Affinity Photo for the iPad. Nothing happened. Didn't see it last year. Then at this year's WWDC, uh, uh, they, they demoed it again, got everybody excited, but they came out with it. And right now, it's 
on still at the sale price of $19.99. And if you are on the fence, I would highly recommend you go ahead and you jump, make the jump for your iPad and you, and you buy it. Um, because normally it's $29.99. So that will be the, um, the regular price. But that said, be aware that it is not compatible for the iPad mini or older versions of iPad. It's only compatible for the iPad 2017, the Air 2, and the Pros, all three iPad Pros. <clears throat> so, And they have it for the Mac also, right? They, it is a desktop version, but this is, I'm just going to go into the... Oh, yeah, you, you just yeah, said that. I'm, I'm just, just going into I'm the just... iPad version. <laughs> but what I love yeah. about this, it's not a subscription. It's really irritating me, and I can't even tell you that's my biggest pet peeve, is how everything is a subscription now. Even Enlight. Enlight is a really nice little photo editing app. I wouldn't say it's a robust app, but it's a nice photo editing app. Well, they came out with Enlight too. It's called um, PhotoFox. And it's a, it's a subscription. It's like, it's normally 80 bucks a year. And you, I'm thinking, what? And they too, I think, want like $40. And I thought, no. When you compare, compare Affinity Photo to a small, less robust app like photo fox there's no comparison so just i want to get the compatibility issue out there because there was some flack um to serif about the the compatibility issues people that purchased it with their ipad mini couldn't use it but unfortunately the description that apple makes them use is they have to encompass all the i i guess the ipad version so people there was some miscommunication there so that's why i wanted to get that out so unless you have you know, the newest versions of iPad, which is 2017, or the Air 2 or the iPad Pro, don't purchase it because you'll waste your money. Um, mm. It works fabulous with the Apple Pencil. This is a very, very powerful and robust photo editing app. It truly is a Photoshop replacement on the iPad. It's, it's like what I've been waiting for since the iPad first came out. They do, it does non-destructive adjustments. Um, and it has, if, if you've worked with Photoshop, you're going to have all of your tools there. So you'll have your selection and your refine selection. You'll have your erase and burn dodge tools, your smudge, your sharpen, the clone, the patch tool, the, your flood fills. You'll have your gradients, the color picker, your pixel brush, your replace uh, color, um, your marquee selections, crop, your paint mixer, your healing and blemish removal, which it's really nice because it uses like a, 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 a smart content aware. Uh, your pen, your art text, frame text, liquefied, distort. It develops raw images and you have tone mapping with that. It just really is impressive. So, and it really does edit your raw files. So if you have, if you purchased uh, Apple's uh, little plug-in that you can put your, um, it's like a little USB that you can hook up with your camera or um, and a, a, a card. You can just have your raw files. Uh, you can import all those and then import them into Affinity Proto. It pretty much saves um, all of your, and all your file formats. So it will save in a PSD file. PDF, EPS, TIFF, JPEG, PNG, and SVG because it does vector drawing, which I think some people are really going to be excited about that as well. It does work in all your color spaces, which I particularly love lab color, but it does R 
uh, RGB, uh, CMYK, and grayscale, and as well as lab. You have your ICC color management, so you know your profiles when you uh, you know you want to print, and it does 32-bit per channel editing. So really, you know, mm. a nice, powerful package for your iPad. Uh, for people that love their HDR, you can do image stacks and you can do uh, tone mapping. So you can do your HDR merging. And uh, I'm not, as everyone knows, I'm not a huge HDR fan. But I love the fact that I'm able to do that. So if you have, you know, you take a bunch of different images that you have changed, um, you know, your 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 lighting uh, with that or your shutter speed or f-stop, then you're able to, to work with that in Infinity Photo. It has unlimited layers. You're able to mask. It has live filters. And it has about 100. And, they're saying about 120. I didn't go around and count them. I didn't go into the app account, but about 120 different media brushes. So dry brush and painting and sketching. Uh, it's hard to use. I'm going to be honest with you. It does have a very intuitive uh, UI, and I like the interface. But you know, it and it does have like a um, an overlay uh, map tutorial, and they do have some video tutorials. But I'm finding that the YouTube tutorials, and if you Google uh, Affinity Photo tutorial, they actually someone has a PDF, and that actually is. Um, that actually is pretty nice to use because this really is powerful and it blows my mind. I'm thinking, okay, how do I use that? So mm -hmm. just to let you know, because if you're coming from a Photoshop the shop background, there is some differences using Affinity Photo. And one of those is personas. Now, if you use Affinity Photo on the desktop version, then you'll be very familiar with this because basically they have crammed everything from that desktop version into this. They have not cut any corners. So you're, what you see on your desktop version is pretty much what you're going to see in your iPad version. So the personas are different um, workspaces, different work styles. So you, you know, just tap, touch the button and it changes it. So what a persona does, it features different groups of tools for each persona. So for example, if you have, if you touch the photo persona, that's for your editing photos. So all your grouping of tools will be specifically uh, on your sidebar for editing those photos. So you still, on the left-hand side, you'll still have all your tools, but then on the left-hand side, you have a, a, um, some presets in, uh, for photo editing. Uh, the selection would be, uh, Persona would be using for your selection-based actions. Then you have liquify, and then develop, and then your tone mapping um, for your HDR. It also does panoramic stitching. So if you have images that... <clears throat> that you've taken on a panoramic setting in your uh, camera. Uh, many times you have to put on a, a stitching uh, feature on. You can stitch those together very nicely in this app. It also has focus stacking for your macro shots. Then they have different studios. So for image editing, you have your layers and your brushes and filters and all your color options. They also have a feature called end painting, and I really like this because this is a smart content removal editing tool like Photoshop's. It's content aware, and they demoed that at uh, the Apple WWDC conference, and that was really impressive. It you may have to go back and forth a couple times with it. I mean, it's not like perfect the first time, but that's okay because it depends on how complex the image and what you want to remove is. 
So, you know, you can tweak that and just keep, don't get discouraged, just keep going back. But it does a really nice job. I, I found I was quite impressed with that because that's really important is to be able to, if you're used to that in Photoshop or you're used to that with the Affinity Photo desktop, it's really nice they included that here. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I do have to say that this is a professional editor. This is not for, this is not something to buy if you just want to edit, you know, uh, photos for to upload to Instagram or to Facebook. This is, you know, a professional editing app that works very seamlessly with the desktop app that if you start to work on something in the iPad app, then you can bring it over to the desktop app and finish it and print it out or whatever you want to do. It does use iCloud for your file transfer, but you can also use Dropbox or Google Drive. Um, you have some, um, as far as the, the file, uh, you know, the full file compatibility, it definitely works between both versions, the desktop and um, the iPad app. When you want to export, you can use the share button to, you know, export to where you want it to be, or you can f save it to go back into your photo library um, after you finish your editing, which that is really nice too. I really highly recommend this app. I am still learning it. I, I mean, I'm, it's just amazing. I'm, I'm so impressed that Serif came out with this app for such a reasonable price on the iPad. To be honest, if it was $30, I think I would have paid it. I know their desktop version is like $49 or $49.99. So very affordable when you're talking about Adobe apps. And then, of course, with Adobe, what's hard is that, you know, they really are pushing you to the subscription model with Creative Cloud. So if you don't really need, you know, something like that, this is a wonderful and viable alternative. Uh, like I said, there's... To familiarize yourself with the user interface and all the tools, you're going to need some experimentation with that and be patient. But also look on the YouTube tutorials because there's some uh, really, um, there's a lot of users out there that are very familiar with Affinity Photo and have shared their knowledge. So I highly recommend this app. It's just that I, if I could give it 10 stars, I would. I think it's terrific and it's stable. I, I mean, I have worked with some raw images on my iPad Pro and not once has it crashed, you know, and I've done some pretty serious edits and layering and it has unlimited layers. So you're not, uh, you're not regulated just to, you know, a few layers. You can have as many layers as you want. So, you know, just really great. I mean, Snapseed has its function too. I mean, Snapseed, um, you know, those are, those are, that's more for quick editing for me. Affinity is when I really want to make something stunning. You know, when I'm really thinking about, you know, about maybe uh, adding different images together or changing the lighting and it, it does very minute, um, edits, which is really great. And you can really get in there with the Apple pencil. It's just fully functional for the Apple pencil. So you can do some fantastic editing with this with this uh, app. So Affinity Photo, 10 stars. Get it on sale when you can because I don't know when the price is going to go up. I know that's at the introductory price of $19.99. So if you have an iPad Pro and you're a photographer, you love photography, Affinity, you really need to have it. Cool. <laughs> wow. That, that's way above me. <laughs> I, 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 I tried to use... 
gimp ones because I didn't want to spend any money on Photoshop and it was just so much stuff. But like you said, I found YouTube videos and all kinds of stuff to help me do the few little things that I wanted to use gimp for. I was trying to uh, edit a photo, old photo I had scanned into my um, computer and it just parts of it was missing. Yeah. And yeah, so that's what I, that's, you know, I, but twenty nine ninety nine is not a lot of money. No, no, not when you're when you think about hundreds of dollars that I paid out to Adobe for you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, so. I was really pleased with it because you know I've been waiting for Adobe to come out with a true Photoshop alternative uh, for the iPad mm-hmm. or at least with the iPad Pro. I'm thinking surely because they came out with Photoshop Touch a while ago and I liked it, but it was pretty low res. It was really hard, but it had great, it had some really nice features in it. I really enjoyed it. And then they said, no, they were not going to support it anymore, that they were going to go through a series. They were going to support a series of Photoshop, um, you know, apps, but none of them, I mean, you know, none of them are comprehensive. Let's put it that way. I mean, you have Photoshop mix, um, I'm trying to think what the other one is. Um, I still have Photoshop Touch, believe it or not, on my iPad, but I don't know why I have it anymore. I should probably get rid of that. And, you know, oh, they have um, Photoshop Fix and Photoshop Mix, and they have PS Express. And they're all, I mean, they're all good. And, they, of course, they have a light, they have Lightroom as well for the iPad. But, you know, I don't want to be having, if I want to do some edits, I don't want to have to be going in and out and all around doing what I need. I like to stick with one app. And, you know, yes, I think it's great. If you, I, I, It's compelling me to buy the desktop version. It really is. I, I know I say I have Photoshop, but, you know, my Photoshop, you know, in a, in a couple more iterations will be completely obsolete. And I'll have to, you know, I'll have to make a decision. Either do I spend hundreds of dollars buying a standalone version or do I decide, decide to go to a subscription model? Or do I get really proficient in Affinity Photo on the iPad and then just buy Affinity Photo on the desktop and then print out whatever I want? So I'm thinking maybe that's the way I... I might go down down the line, so because this this really is a, a, a fabulous app. I was shocked. I, I know Donnie had ta- raved about it. I said, oh, "Let's see." Wow. I said, "You know, what's twenty bucks?" I mean, that's not really all that bad, but it's it's impressive. I think they've done a fabulous job, and I I forgive them for making us wait so long because I'm sure they wanted to get it right. You know, when you yeah. when you demo something. Um, at an Apple's developers conferences, you know that the eyes of the world are watching and you, you really need to make a big splash. And I think they did. I think they did a great job. Oh, impressive. <laughs> and I'm not being paid. I paid my own money for the app. So this isn't a paid, uh, I'm not, I'm not a paid shill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like I said, um, even though it's professional, twenty nine ninety nine is not No. And no subscription. No subscription. I'm really tired of the subscription model. It's irritating me. I, it just is just irritating me that they, you know, everybody's getting on the bandwagon. First, you know, a few places had well, Adobe was the big one, and then, you know, if, oh, you know, and then of course some of your iCloud services, you know. But you could understand that, okay. But now it's just like every single app. I mean, even I've noticed somebody was complaining about coloring books. Those are all subscription now. I'm thinking a coloring book for the iPad. Damn. You have to pay seven ninety nine a month. What? Yeah, it's. I think I wish Apple would. I don't know how they would regulate that, but you know, I think that it's it's out of control on the App Store because everybody. Yeah. I, I know everybody wants to make money, but you know, personally for me, I would much rather pay a, a price, a decent price for an app that that developer 
is not reliant on a monthly subscription model. I just give me the price you want to pay. If it's a good app, I will buy it. You know. Yeah. I, I can I, I know what you mean. That's ridiculous. But they're always trying to monetize things. They are. So um I guess that's understandable. They want they, they did their work on it, they want to be paid and they, it's not like they have a customer who's uh standing there saying, Okay, I want you to design this for me. Uh, they're designing it for the public and for commercial. Well there was use, th- there so. was a great app that came out with uh, mm. a couple of years ago. I really I still enjoy it called Repix. And it's it's just mm-hmm. kind of an effects app and I liked it. Well, he had like a lifetime. It was like, I don't know, seven ninety nine for a lifetime. And then he hasn't updated it for like two years. And I thought, you know, instead of doing a lifetime, say, okay, these tools will be three bucks. I'll pay three bucks. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Then it gives them a symptom to say, okay, you know, I'm going to develop some more tools. I'll do seven or eight more tools and it'll be three bucks. I don't have a problem with that. I'll pick the tools that I want. To, but, but, you know, I think what happens is when they take the money and run, then they forget about, you know, the users that get addicted to the app and like to use it. And then there's no mm-hmm. more updates. And, you know, a lot yeah. what ner- makes me really nervous is a lot of my favorite apps that I use um, that haven't had updates for several years. And I and people, listeners probably know this, that when you go to open up an older app and it says, whoops, this hasn't been updated for a while. This is probably going to be broken in future versions of iOS. That iOS, they've already said that many apps are going to literally be, be useless, rendered useless when iOS 11 comes mm-hmm. out. Yeah, you know, yeah. so that makes me really, really sad because a lot of these apps I still really enjoy, and you know, like I love Letter Impress that has not had uh, it's a it's a letterpress app, and beautiful. You can make cards. I mean, just beautiful effects with that. They haven't come out with an update for that. I've emailed the developer who hasn't gotten back to me. Same thing with Artset Pro. I mean, I bought Artset Pro, fabulous art app. I love it. It has different effects that I haven't been able to find with any other art app. And again, I have no idea. It hasn't been updated for a couple of years. And so, you know, that saddens me because I'm really torn about, about you know, um, updating to iOS 11. I wish, I wish I could just get a cheap iPad and just keep like iOS 10 or something on it, you know, and have all my old apps. <laughs> Your old apps, yeah. Either that or don't ever update. <laughs> oh, I always, no, no, no. I always update. I always update. <laughs> All right. So that's it for us today. Um, hopefully, well, Lisa will, will be available in our next podcast. Um, if you need to reach us, you can reach us at 3geekyladies.com uh, on our website. Or you can reach us at 3geekyladies at gmail.com yes and uh, um, uh, uh, Vicki we should mention that the next podcast um, we're going to have um, the founder of mymac.com Tim Robertson on to talk to us about uh, sexism and tech so that should be a oh, really yeah, good convo yeah. I'm really looking forward to that yeah yeah uh, that's the next one so you guys have a good week and we'll hear from you you'll hear from us soon yep Bye. Hi, I'm Bart Bouchard, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. 
Every month I gather together a panel of Apple followers and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000 foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. Listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.ie.